following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. On this Tuesday edition of Main Street Sports Today, the guys welcome Russell Venozzi, Main Street Preps. Also, Chip Walters of the Blue Raider Network talking MTSU. Also, the announcements of the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. A lot of conversation there. Continued reaction to the Tennessee Titans. And Top 5 Tuesday. All that straight ahead on the Tuesday edition of Main Street Sports Today. Now, your host, the Hall of Famer and NSMA Sports Writer of the Year, Mo Patton, and the Sundrop Kid from Alabama, Chris Yow. Welcome into this Tuesday edition, a Top 5 Tuesday it is, and looking forward to a phenomenal show as we have a couple of great guests as well as a lot of conversations to be had, Mo. It's going to be a really exciting day. We've got Hall of Fame talk, we've got NFL Chip Walters, of course, it's Top 5 Tuesday. Just a, a lot to get to today, and it's going to be a lot of fun because, well, Top 5 Tuesday always brings out the best in us, especially when we're uh, scrambling to find a topic. Uh, yeah. We do um, a really good job of that, though. Well, <laughs> you know, we do our best stuff under pressure, right? So, hey, here we go. <laughs> no question there. Plenty to get to. It's going to be a lot of fun, as JP told you. And we have a pretty big top story coming your way here momentarily as well. We've got some high school sports happening tonight. We're going to talk uh, to Russell Venozzi of Main Street Preps about the Main Street Preps Fab 15 on the boys' and girls' sides. But also we will get into... Uh, tonight's games and the biggest games around the mid-state so you're going to want to keep it here for that thank you guys for hanging out with us mo um tell me how monday went for you um pretty quiet i mean we got the newspaper done that will be out on rex tomorrow Uh, we got the show done and if you want tomorrow's news today, Mo, you can come by 315 West 7th Street in Columbia and grab a paper out of the rack. Last week's papers were gone. Like That's a good gone, thing. Gone. So, yeah. Well, I mean, other than the fact that I didn't get one, but yeah. I didn't either. Um, yeah, so cool. You better get one while you can if you're coming by here. They're just um, flying off the racks, huh? Literally. They, they really are. Yeah. Uh, you can probably grab some at Foodland and other places around town as well. But, um, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Getting, getting the paper done is, is pretty quick. You know, that, that, that's something that you kind of feel, all right, I'm getting my week off to a good start. we got the paper out. Let's go on to the next thing. Yeah, yeah. So, but yesterday it was, for me, it was fairly quiet after we got the show done. So I just kind of um, vegged, which really is good because so much of my Sunday goes into Monday's paper. That's the thing. You know, a lot of people don't really, you're like, well, I mean, Monday's a work day. It is kind of, <laughs> but not really. I mean, not much you can do on Monday to get to get in the paper because, you know, it's already being processed. And then 
all the other stuff, you know, you're, you've worked on it all on Saturday and Sunday. So yeah. Anyway, it's a process, but nobody wants to hear about all that. You know, they don't, they don't, <laughs> they just, okay. but, but they do want to get it in their hands clearly since this week's were out <laughs> when you got there today. So, and that's, well, they were out yesterday. So that's a good thing. It is exciting. And, is and exciting. I think you're going to want to see the one that's, I guess, in the racks now. So a lot of good stuff in there. There definitely is, and there will be some next week as well, including some results and box scores from yesterday. So why don't we give them yesterday's results and tonight's schedule on the rundown. This is the rundown. This is your Tuesday rundown brought to you by Jim Davis at Grow Live Give. Visit them at growlivegive.com or give them a call at 615-682-0022. Securities offered through IFP Securities, LLC, DBA, Independent Financial Partners, IFP member, FINRA, SIPC. Investment advice offered through IFP Advisors, LLC, DBA, Independent Financial Partners, Registered Investment Advisor, IFP and Grow Live Give are not affiliated. Monday high school basketball action on the boys' side. It was Franklin Road Christian defeating host Zion Christian 62-31. Loretta with the 49-47 win over Mae Jamison of Alabama. In girls' basketball action, it was Franklin Road Christian defeating Zion Christian 51-32. And Loretto 81, Mae Jamison 31. Junior college women's basketball action in a makeup from earlier this month. Cleveland State defeated host Columbia State 68-60. And in men's play at the web, it was the Chargers 67, Cleveland State 42. Tonight's action in high school hoops. Franklin Road Academy is at Columbia Academy. Hampshire travels to Collinwood. Spring Hill hosting Lawrence County, while Mount Pleasant goes to Giles County. And Kolioka will host Santa Fe in a big 10A matchup. Also in 10AA, Summertown goes to Lewis County. Summit is at Nolansville in a 12-4A matchup. In 10A, Wayne County goes to Richland. And Zion Christian is on the road at Franklin Classical. Also in high school wrestling this evening, the Region 7AA Duels Tournament is at Summit. Semifinal action has Brentwood against the host Spartans. And Nolansville and Franklin starting at 6. The semifinal uh, matchup, I'm sorry, the championship matchup will follow with both finalists advancing to sectional action later this week. In NHL action tonight, it's a 9 p.m. puck drop because the Preds are out west. They take on the Kraken. You can see that game on Valley Sports South. In NCAA men's action, Alabama is at Georgia. It's 5.30 tip on the SEC Network, and that's going to do it for today's rundown. Man, my throat is dry. It's I'm over here drinking water, drinking. I'm drinking everything I can get my hands on, and it's it's rough. <laughs> but today's opening kick, Mo, comes from the world of the National Football League. Pretty big news as our friends in the Big Easy be looking for a new football coach. Sean Payton says he will not return to New Orleans. Pretty uh, pretty significant news there. I'd say so. Um, you know, given the success that he and they have had over the past few years, um, that's that's a big deal. They missed the playoffs this year. It's the first time in a while, I would think. And according to CBS Sports, he is not necessarily retiring, but may return to NFL after a break, which kind of leads me to believe that 
he is not planning to coach this year. But, you know, nobody's saying that one way or the other, and certainly he's not saying anything right now. So there's a lot left to conjecture here. It's certainly interesting because, you know, Sean Payton has been a, a staple, obviously, in New Orleans. One Super Bowl twice. Another they played for two. They lost uh, one. Yeah, they they um they won it in 09, defeated Indianapolis. He's been there since 06. Um one fifty two and eighty nine in the regular season, nine and eight in the postseason. Um fifty two and eighty nine? One fifty two. Oh, I was like, that don't sound right, but okay. One five gotcha. two dash. Eight, <laughs> I missed nine. that one. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty big miss. <laughs> <laughs> For him, yeah, he would be quick to, to correct me, I'm sure. Second longest tenured head coach behind only Belichick. So that's um like you said, pretty significant. And well it's you know. it's again, it's it's interesting. He's fifty eight years old, just turned fifty eight last month, um, which isn't old. Trust me on that. Uh it's, yeah, um, he, you know, he doesn't seem like he's even that old, though. Yeah, like yeah. that seems like a high number if you just if you just look at Sean Payton or, you know, for those of us who have been looking at him on that sideline for, you know, since oh six. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just weird to think of him to be that old. So I, I mean, I guess if it's take a break, man, he he could be like, um, you know, Garth Brooks. Garth took that break and raised his kids and then came back. Maybe that's what he wants to do. I don't know. It's certainly going to be an interesting opening just when you think about what they've got down there to work with. Uh, you've got Jameis Winston coming back off the knee. You've got Alvin Kamara. Uh, got some pieces on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I, I think it's really going to be intriguing whether they um, just promote Dennis Allen, who did coach them in one game when um, Peyton was out for COVID protocol or uh, what direction they go in. I will be curious. I think it's going to be a, a very interesting move wherever the Saints go. Sean Peyton has stepped away as Saints head coach. So I hear the USFL still needs two coaches. So who knows? Maybe Sean Peyton's headed to Birmingham. <laughs> I thought Birmingham had a coach. Yeah, but all the teams are playing there, so. Mm. <laughs> if you're gonna coach, you just where you're gonna be. So, no road hey, games, huh? Yeah. No road. You're, you're all. Everybody's on the road, <laughs> except Birmingham, I guess. But uh, but yeah, so should be uh, should be interesting to see where the, the the Saints go from here. I will be looking forward to it, and we'll keep you up to date. But. When we come back, Mo, we are going to talk some high school hoops and perhaps more. Russell Venosi, he's a, he's big in the Nash Cup, so may find out what's going on in some high school hockey as well. Uh, so Russell Venosi, Main Street Preps editor, will join us. Come back on Main Street Sports Today.
Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go tour their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports Today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We do come to you from the Lee Company studio, and we are glad to do so. Looking forward to the rest of today's show. Um, as we were coming out or going out of the first break, I mentioned that there may be some other news to mention as far as high schools go. It looks like uh, Glencliff is now in the market for a football coach. And obviously it's been a tough, tough place to – to coach uh, in recent memory. I, I couldn't tell you, obviously, anything before that. But um, Mike Mike Passon is stepping away from coaching to finish his second master's degree. He said he's been sitting on 15 hours, needed to complete it for 14 years. <laughs> That's tough. You know what? I don't blame him. <laughs> Better late than never. Yeah. Yeah. Go, go, go finish that up, Mike. Yeah. Um, it's um, Glencliff has been a tough go, and that's a yet another um, opening, I guess, here in the last 24 hours or so, because yesterday it was announced that Bill Whittemore was stepping away over at Franklin Road Academy after 10 seasons. Um, 
they've been a bit more successful under Whittemore over at FRA. Um, former Mr. Football at Brentwood High School. So, um, yeah, a couple of openings in the Nashville area and just some of the abundance of news that you can find on MainStreetPreps.com. That's right. And let's talk about some of that news as we welcome in the editor of MainStreetPreps.com, Russell Venozzi. Russell, how are you? Thanks for joining us. Doing well, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. How, how are you guys doing today? Uh, it's Tuesday. <laughs> Pretty well explained it. Yeah. <laughs> the good thing is we got some high school hoops tonight, so that's exciting. Are you going anywhere to cover some games tonight? That's exactly right. I will be at the East Nashville at Pearl Cone Games. So that should be a packed house there. I saw that it's a sellout. And, uh, of course, the first game, the first meeting between those two teams a couple weeks ago uh, was absolutely packed. And uh, East Nashville came away with wins in both of those games. So we'll see if Pearl Cone um, has any kind of answer tonight. I like the way I like the way you and Tyler kind of share the wealth on that one because I think Tyler went to the first game and so you're going to this one and um, they that one never disappoints that matchup. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. This is the first time I've I've gone to that game, so uh, really fired up about that matchup and uh, glad to be here to talk hoops and anything else you guys have high school wise. Well, why don't we start with the Fab 15 that came out yesterday and. You know, the girls, how difficult is it to come up with the top five or six girls teams? Well, seven, I guess, because Loretto sits at number seven. It's, I mean, this this area is full of fantastic girls basketball. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Chris. I mean, it is, and we saw that at the championships last year. I mean, Middle Tennessee completely dominated the, the girls basketball championships, and wouldn't be surprised if the same thing happens this year when you when you look at these rankings. Uh, just to give you the top five, as you see to scroll across your screen there, you got Blackman number one, Innsworth number two, the Webb School number three, Cookville number four, and Page at five. And I was joking with Tyler Palmentier, our um, Nashville sports reporter who, who put together these girls' rankings this week, that we probably need a top 25 for girls because there's just so many other teams that were right there on the cusp that, you know, East Nashville's 15-1, and one, they're not even in the rankings. And there's several other teams like that. So, yeah, no, to answer your question, Chris, it was it was very difficult to uh, to rank these, and there's still um, a lot of time for these teams to either move up or move down uh, over the last month of the season. Well, it's a tough ticket, and it should be. I mean, it's your top 15. It's like you said, it's, it's not the top 25, and it really kind of um, pushes you guys. But at the same time, you, you're – you're really dealing with the cream of the crop there. So um, we talked to um, we talked to Brady McAtamney last week, and he was talking to us about this this Rossview team that comes in at number eleven, and they went three and zero this past week, um, moving up to number eleven from fourteen. Um, and there, there's just a lot of depth when when you look at Brentwood at number fourteen. There's there's a lot of good girls' basketball being played around here, like you said. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And um, yeah, Another team that stands out to me is Rockvale. That was a new entrant this week, and I saw them play Cane Ridge last week and really just kind of beat the brace off of Cane Ridge and followed that up by beating Oakland on Friday. So that's a, a really good start for them. And, it, you know, it's only their third season as, as a new school and as a program. So uh, it'd be pretty cool if they could make a run. But, yeah, Coach Bill Hockenberry is doing a great job, and, 
wrote a feature last week on Tony Davis, their star player. He's actually the younger sister of uh, Brene Alexander, Vanderbilt's leading st- scorer right now. So, yeah, Rockville, um, kind of a, a newbie in that Murfreesboro scene, but they're right in the mix uh, this year. On the boys' side, pretty easy number one and number two. After that, it gets a little crazy, and Columbia Central coming in at 16-2 and two at number five. They've got a huge one tomorrow night, and we're going to talk. I'm sure we're going to talk about this one at some point, Mo. Independence and Columbia playing basically for the number one spot right now in that district. And boy, that's going to be a great, great basketball game. Independence also coming in at number 14 in those rankings. Yeah, Independence, I believe they've been living on the edge lately. Did I, they were the ones yeah. that had, a, I think, a couple of two point wins um, the last couple of times they've been out there. And course columbia's put together a great season i when i was talking with tyler we kind of agreed that we think beach brentwood academy cane ridge and Innsworth are kind of like tier one mm-hmm. and then tier two not far behind at all is columbia east nashville cpa pope prep and so on um but we, we really feel like beach brentwood academy those could probably flip-flop either way one or two um cane ridge and, and Innsworth, none of those teams have lost in fact they've combined for nine losses um cane ridge and Innsworth, of course have all the losses because Beach and Brentwood Academy are still undefeated, but of those nine losses, eight of them were to teams out of state at some sort of tournament over Christmas or Thanksgiving, and the the ninth loss was Innsworth's seven point loss to Brentwood Academy. So <laughs> outside of that, they haven't lost anybody else in these rankings. So we we feel like those are the four best teams, and um, I guess until proven otherwise, that's what we've got. That sound. It looks like Lebanon has kind of lost market share after their hot start. I think one of two. One of Columbia's two losses was to Lebanon, and there for a while they were they were knocking folks off left and right. Summit beat them in the finals of their King of the Hill holiday tournament, but um, Lebanon sitting there at number nine after after three victories last week, up from twelve. Yeah, it looks like they might be turning around here, Maurice. They had a rough stretch there, like you mentioned, into December, early January, but uh, they went and beat Green Hill. Mount Juliet and Good Pasture last week. So those Green Hill and Good Pasture wins are obviously over ranked teams. Uh, their their senior forward, Aaron Alexander, had a big week. I think he averaged about 20 points per game. Um, so that's good news if you're a Lebanon fan, because I'm sure some people were maybe starting to hit the panic button after they lost those three straight games. But they're back in the top 10, 19 and four, um, with a chance to get back at Wilson Central this week after losing by one point to Wilson Central a couple weeks ago. And obviously, like you said, Good Pasture still hanging in there despite losing Isaiah West with that knee injury a few weeks ago. Um, sitting there at number twelve with a sixteen and four record. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see them. I'm going out to see them on Thursday when they take on Clarksville Academy. That should be a, a great game. Um, but they've kind of done it by committee. They've had a couple freshmen step up. King Keery and Jaden Jones have been excellent. Uh, King Keery was actually a pretty big part of their state tournament run last year as an eighth grader. He was called up and played we've got a couple other veterans uh, Chandler Woosley um Xavier Shegog he's a, a big presence in the post and so it wasn't just a one-man team uh, certainly Isaiah West is one of the top players around he's ranked the, the top player in the state according to 24-7 sports for the junior class but yeah they're, they're making do okay and we'll see if you know they're still able to kind of be that cream of the crop that they were last year without him. But um, yeah, so far so good. If you're a, if you're a good pasture basketball person. Who are some of the, you know, obviously we're kind of landlocked down here and we don't get a chance to get 
to that Nashville, greater Nashville area, who, who are some of those other, you know, players and teams that we need to watch out for? Obviously Brandon Miller and Kane Ridge, we're, we're aware of those, but there's got, mm-hmm. there, there are some other folks out there who really deserve some, some airtime and some, maybe some folks that you've seen that you maybe didn't expect to see be really good this year, players or teams. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see Jalen Jones tonight at East Nashville. He's a really great point guard and can shoot the ball well too. And he's right up there with Isaiah West as one of the most highly recruited juniors in the area and in the state. Um, and so that's kind of an obvious one that sticks out is if you're talking Davidson County, um, you know, that division two middle region boys and girls is, is pretty loaded. Uh, you got Brentwood Academy, of course, Innsworth, CPA, um, Father Ryan, Pope Prep. I mean, the list goes on and on. Some some Metro teams I was pretty impressed with last week was Hillsboro, both the boys and the girls. Uh, the girls actually held Brentwood to 11 points in the second half, and they almost ended up winning that game after being down, I think, about by 15 or 20 at halftime. And they've got a, a nice record. I think they're 13 and 4. Uh, and the, then the boys team doesn't have a single senior on their team, but they've kind of pieced some get, wins together lately. I think they're... Um, pushing 10 wins they might be about 10 and 6 uh or so and they beat summit franklin and brentwood their last three games out and i saw the the brentwood win um only like two of their guys that are in the lineup have even played varsity basketball at all before so hillsborough boys are i think are a team to watch as they kind of gain more experience and not only this year but in the future too because they're going to return all those players so uh, those are a couple teams that stood out to me uh, Hillsboro's Rodney Thweet and Cherry Stringfield quietly do a really, really good job over there with the girl, with the boys and girls at Hillsboro. Um, Cherish, former player at Vanderbilt, and um, Rodney, former coach at Ravenwood, um, back in another lifetime. But yeah, they, um, like you said, Russell, they they will definitely be a handful in that District 12-4A, along with Franklin, Brentwood, Centennial, and Overton, and. I don't know if you've had a chance to see Franklin yet, Russell, but Jack Medalli, the 6'5 junior for them, is a handful. I had a chance to see him the other night when they played down at Independence, and, and he's a guy that can score it at all three levels and and put it on the floor and get to the rim, and, and surprisingly quick, I think. Um, Franklin with Jason Tigert, um, I think they're going to be a hard out once we get into the postseason. <clears throat> Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, last time I checked, they're about 16, 17, and 4. So they've got a nice record. And uh, I believe last week they won on, on a layup um, against Brentwood. And then, uh, of course, I guess they lost Independence the other day. But, and yeah, then they no, lost they have... last night by two as well, I think. Yeah. I, can't, two, I can't remember who two. Maybe Hillsborough. Hillsborough, yeah, that's right. And then they're actually playing again on Friday. So, yeah, the basketball schedule is kind of uh, all over the place right now. But, yeah, no, Franklin is um, – they're kind of right there. Uh, they're a little bit behind in these. They're not in these rankings just because Independence and Ravenwood have the edge over them right now. Uh, but yeah, I mean Franklin was, of course, had a great team last year and fell just short of the state tournament, and they lost basically their entire starting lineup. So it's, I'm pretty impressed that you know they've been able to piece together as many wins as they have so far. Russell Venosi, the sports editor at Main Street Preps, we appreciate your time at Russell V underscore MSP and rhymes and everything. Really easy to remember. It's really <laughs> that easy was not to my design, but it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you as always. Of course, check out MainStreetPreps.com and check out the Main Street Preps podcast, right? You and Tyler? 
That's right. Yeah, we've actually rebranded a little bit. We're calling it Main Street Preps this week, and uh, everybody can find it just like they find this show on our social media platforms as a video. Uh, and then we're also pushing it out as a podcast afterwards. So, yeah, you can look for that. It'll be out tomorrow. And, um, yeah, thanks again for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Russell Venosi again, Main Street Preps sports editor. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Hall of Fame, not the one that Mo's in. Maybe one day, Mo. We'll, we'll get you into the Baseball Hall of Fame somehow. I don't know. Uh, Buy yeah. a ticket. It's the only way I'm That's getting it. <laughs> yeah. So well, let's talk Cooperstown when we come back on Main Street Sports today. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today. Mo, just before we get into uh, outside of the high school area, arena, whatever, Brandon Miller, McDonald's All-American. Not surprising, but well deserved. I mean, that's um, that's good stuff. And who was the last Metro Nashville player to be a McDonald's All American, though? <laughs> you shouldn't put me on the spot like that. Boys or girls? Boys. Darius Garland. 
Metro Nashville. Metro Nashville. So Brentwood. So that doesn't count. Um, I, I'm gonna feel like an idiot when you tell me. Uh, you might. You might not. 1994 Hillwood. Oh, Charles Hathaway. There you go. I knew you'd get the name if I gave you the school. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Has it been that long? Apparently, I, according well, I mean, to Tyler Palmatier, you know he was there. So I don't know. when um when Ron Mercer was um McDonald's All American, he had left for Oak Hill by then. So um he was not a Metro Nashville player at that point. He played up at Good Pasture until his senior year. So um hmm that's wild. Pretty exciting news there. Absolutely, yeah, and that's that's great, you know for for Brandon Miller for that Cane Ridge program for Marlon Sims over there and um you know for Metro Nashville that's that's just fantastic fantastic exposure for for the um for the athletic program and for the city so it's great and he's you know I had a chance to see him back before Christmas when they played down at Independence and he is as advertised for sure oh there's yeah there's definitely no question there at all all right, let's get hey, into Chris, one more nope. thing before before Go we ahead. before we depart the high school arena completely. Do we want to talk about where we're going tonight or do we want to just sneak up on folks? Well, yeah, we can we we, we can give at least give some folks a warning. Yeah. <laughs> Creep in. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be 7 miles from my house in Cullioca for that no, number 5 Wildcats boys team in Cullioca and you will be? I will be at Region 7 AA Wrestling over at Summit. Um, check surprise, that out. surprise, JP. What, no going to wrestling? wrestling. I mean, wrestling. Nope. Sorry, I go to wrestling. You go to wrestling. Hey, exactly. He should go to wrestling. He, he's, he's the wrestling guy. And you well, can, I mean, we you can, can tune in Friday. Can... Yeah, you can tune in Fridays, by the way to right. uh, the first takedown. To my knowledge, the only podcast covering high school wrestling in the mid-state or across the state on a regular basis. It's it, it's probably the only high school wrestling podcast in Tennessee, if I had to guess. Uh, I, I hate using only and, and never and that kind of thing. But I'm sure you do it. Something pop, <laughs> pops up and bites you. Probably somewhere. the only Hall of Famer doing it. <laughs> no, that could be. That could be. That could be. But yeah, um, yes. so Chris, Chris will have Santa Fe at Cullioca basketball. Also, we'll have Landon Seacrest up at um, his old stomping grounds as Spring Hill takes on visiting Lawrence County in um, District Eight AAA action. So um, we've um, we've got you covered. Be sure and check us out at MainStreetMurray.com later tonight or. First thing in the morning, if you're not a night owl. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Speaking of Hall of Fames, baseball will announce their Hall of Fame selections at some point today. Um, Five o'clock Eastern. Is it? Okay. So we will be off the air. We will. And this is the final shot for Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. Is it? That's they they are underlined on the ballot. Wow. So hmm. I I mean, are they going to get in? Let's check the tracker. 
<laughs> and see what it says. I think, I think Bonds is going to have a, a good chance. Bonds, Clemens, Schilling, and Sosa are on the ballot for the last time, according to an article that's up on The Athletic. Actually, Bonds and Clemens are both in, as well as David Ortiz, based on the public ballots that are available. I wonder how many of those, or if that's enough. Well, they need... 75% um, of the vote, right? Correct. They would need 141 of the... 392 ballots or something like that. I'm not, I'm not really sure. It's looking like, um, there have been 187 public ballots and of the 187 public ballots, Barry is on 153, Roger on 151 and Ortiz on 164. And they need 141. Um, that sounds like more as John Lovitz would say in a league of their own. No, well, see, I'm not sure. They only know 50% of the ballots, so they'd have to get, they'd have to continue at that pace mm-hmm. to get in. Interesting. So, your thoughts? If you're making a prediction, do you think they get in? I don't know. I mean, I, it certainly sounds like from that information that they're trending in the right direction. I've never really considered David Ortiz a Hall of Famer, to be honest. I think he's had a lot of big moments. I'm just not sure that the full body of work, to me, screams Hall of Fame. It certainly doesn't scream first ballot. Well, what changes between the first ballot and and any subsequent ballot, though? I mean, either you are or you're not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is it's not an obvious to me. No, it's not. It's not. Um, You can't argue with the numbers that Bonds and Clemens put up. Uh, You can certainly speculate as to how much help they had putting them up and how you feel about that. Uh, It. It's almost like a everybody was doing it at that point. So I I don't know. I, I'm really I'm really glad I don't have a vote relative to those two guys. But um, you know, there's one guy that you and I would both really love to see get in. Um, how is um how is the best center fielder in Major League Baseball history doing? And I just, uh, I don't see it. I mean, he's only halfway. He's, you know, fifth year. But let me, but here's the positive. Mm -hmm. Among first year balloters, he's at like 80%. Hmm. So the more first year balloters we can get over the next five years, the better. The better his chances are. Because it appears that the people keeping him out are the old guard. And, you know, I was having this conversation with a friend of mine via text yesterday, I guess. I think if he had retired as an Atlanta Brave, he'd probably be in. It feels like folks are holding the latter part of his career once he left Atlanta against him. And he, you know, he was not great. 
But after he was, after he turned thirty one, he pretty well went off the yeah cliff. Yeah, and that is what Jeff Passan holds against him. Publicly. I don't. I just don't know how that can negate what he did previously, though. For ten years, ten consecutive years, he was the best center fielder in baseball. Period. Period. <laughs> By every measurable statistic, he was light years better than first ballot Hall of Famer King Griffey Jr., who also, by the way, fell off a cliff later in his career he due really to injuries. Did. Well, he was, yeah, he was kind of beat up. But so I don't know, I don't know what it is that. I mean, Griffey, I guess, had superior power numbers to to Andrew Jones, but um, besides that, I saw some numbers that he had more home runs in his Gold Glove seasons than all but two Major League Baseball players in history. One of which was Willie Mays. Yeah, and I can't remember who the other one was. Uh, I believe it was Mike Schmidt. I think you're right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, um, it, you know, it feels like Andrew Jones is knocking on the door, and hopefully, he will continue to do so. Um, like you said, it seems like he's trending in the right direction. He's definitely trending in the right direction. Unfortunately, I just don't. I don't think Not, he's going to get there this year. Yeah, I do find it interesting that Kurt Schilling is at just at sixty percent right now, and he was at seventy-two point four last year. So. Perhaps, and it's his tenth year too. Like this is his final year. Yeah, this, this is it for him. He'll probably get in with the veteran committee, but anyway, Andrew Jones deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. We've said this numerous times on this show, and we're going to continue saying it forever, or until he gets in. There you go. <laughs> Halftime coming up right after this. Stick around. 